Hey guys, party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. This is our last Thursday. This is our last little off the rails. And it's not really, it's not even fair to call this an off the rails show because I'm sitting here at home just hanging out with you guys. Oh man, oh man. Brandon, George, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? This might be, who knows, this might be our last Christmas ever. What do you think? What's your prediction? Yeah, you know, I think we're dead already, so I think our last Christmas was probably a few years ago. We're all just kind of going through the motions of, you know, the afterlife. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is this death? Yeah. Is this death? I remain unconvinced we're not dead. I'm pretty sure we've I, died. Yeah. We're in the matrix, dude. Uh, listen, I want, I want you parents out there to cup your kids' ears or tell them to leave the room. There's this book out there. It's called uh, Push. Uh, it's a novel. And this book, it's, um, it's being pushed in uh, California schools to very young kids. And um, the, I'm looking at excerpts. I don't even want to read it to you. It's basically pornography. It's not even ba- – it's legit pornography for kids. Um, I, 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 like it is crude. Let me give you an example. And then I'm not going to read these samples. I just, um, uh, knowing that a man put his dick in you, gush white stuff in your body and you could get pregnant. I'm 12 now. I've been knowing about that since I was five or six. Maybe I always known about pussy and dick. The white ship shit drip off his dick. Lick it, lick it. I hate that. But then I feel, you see where I'm going with this. This is recommended reading for California school children. It's called Push. Um, Brandon, when you go out there for Christmas, when you go home for Christmas, could you have a talk with these guys? Uh, Because damn. I mean, damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Some of those books is just what are we what are we supposed to do with this? Like it's yeah. It's so graphic. I mean, it's not like a little graphic. It's so so graphic. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one of the things uh PragerU, Dennis Prager's organization, PragerU Kids. If you're not familiar with PragerU Kids, and this is not an ad for them, I just tell you they're, they're a group of folks who are actively pushing back against this, specifically in California, because I think that's where they're based. Um, and they are they are putting in some uh, things like curriculum and stuff like that that they're pushing through. Go check out Prager U Kids. Just do a little search for them, Prager, the letter U, kids, and, and see what kind of stuff they've got. I know there are those of you who have taken our advice. You've gotten your kids out of public schools. And you're um, trying to do homeschooling and things like that. There, there's some there's some good guidelines out there. Um, I don't know if they would call it curriculum, but there's some good teaching guidelines out there that fight against this kind of garbage. And you know, people find weird ways to justify a lot of weird stuff. And like, listen, if it's something that I'm sitting here thinking this is going to make me blush to read this to our audience. Uh, 
but yeah, let's ban Tucker. I mean, let's ban Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones, right? Let's let's make sure we get rid of those guys. Um, Alex Jones, you know, he was reinstated on X after being censored, and he was on Tucker Carlson the other day, and uh, he was talking about the neo racism that's become such a culture war in our modern day, and. Um, it, it, you know, he said he said it's a very effective system, but why do people put up with that? Tucker asked, referencing, the, you know, the way only white people are expected to dismiss racism when it's targeted at them. Um, I mean, like if they were doing that to Malaysians or Filipinos or Hondurans, I would say you can't do that. You're not allowed to attack people on the basis of their race, not in a country like this, because the country will fall apart. It's immoral. Uh, Alex said the reason they've done it is most of the enforcers of this anti-white racism are white liberal women and their cucked husband. And Tucker said, fair. So if you get around these white liberals, they live in the whitest areas that are totally scary to anyone with brown skin, but they virtue signal constantly. Then they say, yes, the white people are bad. Uh, and so pretty, pretty interesting. He ain't wrong on this. White liberal women, I want you to hear me, ladies. I want you to hear me. White liberal women are cancerous to society. They really are for so many damn reasons. They're crazy. And listen, I've made jokes forever about how men are stupid and and women are crazy. I don't know if it's the estrogen. I don't know what the hell you're putting in your body. I, I don't know what kind of chemicals have been introduced to you over the years. But let me tell you something. Women are crazy already. We, we already know that. Men are stupid. You know, the scientists have shown us that a man's IQ drops by 37% when he's sexually aroused. That's why men get horny and do some really dumb things. Uh, but women are nuts. Women, women are crazy. Yeah, I mean, you go back to the, the Me Too rallies. I don't know if you guys ever went to a Me Too rally. I, I went to a couple of those Me Too rallies just to see what the hell was going on. And if you, you want to see crazy on display, I mean, it's like one of the comedians said, I love it when they dye their hair purple so we can see which ones are poisonous, you know, like they just tell you by their colors, you just know. And so the, you would see these women walking down the street in these Me Too rallies, wearing their vagina hats, and they always had their man, if you want to call him that, they always had their their male companion. Usually he was walking a step behind them. He was in his little submissive and sub supportive role. And he was hanging back like a good cook should. And he was wearing his little vagina hat. A lot of times these guys would even dress up like vaginas, dress up like a vagina. I mean, walking down the street like, you know, like an Arby sandwich, just totally cooked out. And and just I mean, he would have been just as well on a leash, guys. Um, but again, some of them had their dogs on a leash and their dogs were dressed up like vaginas, which I mean, if you can imagine the irony of walking a wiener dog that's dressed up like a vagina, now you got a cat walking a dog, if you know what I'm saying. But these ladies, they're crazy. They were absolutely, abjectly crazy. And, and again, uh, I'm not saying that what they're messaging overall, uh, by in a nutshell, if you get down to the bottom line of it, I'm not saying that was wrong. Women shouldn't be harassed. Women shouldn't be sexually oppressed. They shouldn't be raped. They shouldn't be touched inappropriately. None of those things should exist in a decent society. Those things do exist in society, however, uh, because people are creepy and they're horrible, sinful human beings. But again, it wasn't the people who had a good perspective on this who were out in the street doing all of this. It was the ones who had some form of guilt out there, and they needed to belong to a community. We talked about this on Tuesday's show. They needed to feel like there was some kind of community out there that they could go out there, and then they let their crazy flag totally fall out. And, this, and I can't disagree 
with Alex Jones on this deal. I mean, these these crazy ass liberal white women that have some kind of guilt or whatever it is. And they got to get together. And I'll never forget when they sent when Ron DeSantis sent that truckload of of uh, Hispanics to Martha's Vineyard. And they basically sent them off with a you know a cup of cocoa and some warm cookies. And they and they were just out there waving like our poor little pet Hondurans are leaving us, you know, and they had her big floppy beach hat on and she just had her big, you know, $600 pair of sunglasses on from Gucci and she just waving at the bus. And it's like, oh my God, I'm going to vomit. Uh, but again, that's the level of stupidity in which we're living in these days. And, and those are the people who are setting the rules. Listen, I'll give you another stupid thing. San Francisco Democrat says homelessness is caused by capitalism and arresting drug addicts is counterproductive. Mm. Uh, uh, this is San Francisco, folks. Um, this, uh, this is San Francisco Supervisor Dean Preston. He said, I think it's completely counterproductive to be arresting people for doing drugs. Yes, I think uh, that does not, you know, what's the objective? So you can arrest people for openly doing drugs. This is what the interviewer said. You can't move or clear away camps. I can't see how that's going to change this. Surely it will just get worse and worse. Uh, well, the thing is, is, is it's gotten worse because the approach that we've taken is very inconsistent as a city ramping up enforcement activities, whether it's against, you know, sweeps of homeless people or drug use, doing a series of arrests, usually timed with a new cycle. And then uh, uh, a few days later, a few weeks later, a few months later, the same things happened. He went on to explain how capitalism has ex has failed San Francisco and caused the homeless crisis there. I think that you're seeing it in the tenderloin uh, is absolutely the result of capitalism and what happens in capitalism to the people at the bottom rungs. The biggest driver of why folks are on the street is because they lost their jobs, income, or were evicted from their homes, usually for not being able to pay the rent. So you have major landlords literally causing folks to lose their homes and real estate speculation, making it impossible for folks to find affordable places to live. Okay, Preston. Now, my question, you're in San Francisco, Preston. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out on the streets and I want you to find you a homeless person. I want you to have a conversation with them. Have a chat, a little back and forth, just like you did on this unheard program where you were doing your little interview. And I want you to have a conversation with them right after they shit on the street and wipe their ass with their hand and then use, you know, your coat lapel to, to wipe all their excrement off. I want you to have a little chat with them and I want you to come back and get back to us and just tell us that you still think that capitalism is the problem, that it was because these people lost their job or they couldn't afford to pay their rent anymore. And that's why that person is now actually defecating on the street. Now, it could be just 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 Preston, let me just put this out there for you. Um. It might be mental illness. There, it could be. It could be that people have blown their brains out with drugs. It could be that they've lost touch with reality. Somewhere down the line, something happened, and they just do. They don't think in terms of reality anymore. So, but that's probably a slim chance. Probably a slim chance. I'm sure that it's just they overdrafted their bank account, and now they're taking a dump on the sidewalk outside of a nice restaurant in San Francisco. Blame capitalism. Now, now, capitalism's been in place for a long time, and I don't know if you remember, uh, buddy, but uh, uh, let, let me just remind you, old Dean Preston, San Francisco's one of the, been one of the richest towns in America, one of the most beautiful towns, one of the most scenic, one of the most picturesque. 
uh, incredible skyline, incredible vistas and views out over the San Francisco Bay, you know, out across Alcatraz, out to, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge and the other suspension bridges that cross uh, right there in San Francisco. You know, beautiful, beautiful town. And then suddenly, just one day, damn it, capitalism just ran out. And all of the lavish lifestyles and the beautiful facades and the big mansions and townhomes and brownstones suddenly just, you know, suddenly just somebody just started shitting on their steps because of capitalism. This is the kind of stupidity, folks, that's being paraded out there as being normal, common sense thinking. It's not. And it's, again, these people are finding for some reason, whatever, their own sense of white guilt, I guess, that they have to feel like they need to apologize for being such massive oppressors. I mean, I would love to do a little background on old Dean Preston. I want to find out what he's worth. I want to find out what he has done for a living historically and find out you know, if he is to blame his own use of capitalism or maybe he gouged somebody's rent or lease and made it so that these people had to go live on the streets. Hmm. I'd love to find out more about old Dean Preston. But again, we're at the end of the year. It's the Christmas holidays, and I just don't give that big of a shit about San Francisco. Ha, ha, ha. boy, oh, boy. Brandon, you ever spend much time in uh, San Francisco? Uh, I had Beautiful to go. Up, I had to go up there fairly frequently for work when I uh, when I was in the old cannabis trade, and it is uh, yeah, it is bad. Yeah, that was one of the first places I went where I was where I just was like blown away. Like, yo, this is horrific. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, you literally stepping over people in the street like they're dead and walking around. Oh human yeah, extra. I mean, oh, it's disgusting. There were I've people, been there numerous times. There see. were people that were clearly in, like, psychosis. Like, it was bad homeless. Not just like, oh, I'll give this dude, you know, some money to go buy something to eat. It was like, I'm going to cross the street so I don't have to go past this lunatic who's yeah. yelling at people that aren't there right now. Yeah. Sometime in the spring, I have plans. We've already worked out the plans. In the spring, I'm going to go to San Francisco. I'm going to take a camera crew with me. I'm going to go in the spring because it gets cold in San Francisco. So I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go... Um, up there in the spring when the homeless people are really out in the street. And I want to interview a few of them. I want to see if it was capitalism that caused them to shit in the street. Uh, we're going to see if it was capitalism. <laughs> we're going to see if it was, you know, that uh, that all that white privilege that drove them to that and see if we can get a cogent, coherent answer out of them. We'll see what we come back with. But that's my plan. I've already made the plans to do it. We got the crew together, and we're, we're going to go in the spring when it warms up a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Guys, uh, another thing that will help the homelessness is uh, your own skincare regimen. Uh, Christmas time is here. Time for gift-giving parties with friends, family, compliments everywhere you go. Looking years younger. You can do that thanks to Cell. From now until Christmas, Genucell's most popular package is better than 70% off at Genucell.com. You can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. You get rid of those troubling forehead wrinkles, the fine lines, the skin redness, the pesky bags, and the puffiness, and yes, even the sagging jawline. They'll disappear right before your eyes with Genucell's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Plus, included in every most popular package is your free hyaluronic acid syrup or skin hydration that will restore your youthful appearance. Visit GeniusCell.com slash WatchChad. Now enter my special promo code WatchChad for an additional 10% off your entire order. So, 
If you uh, order today, you'll instantly be upgraded to free express shipping. Genucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash watchchad and use promo code watchchad to save an additional 10% off your order. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Brandon, you ever you ever watch those movies like those underdog movies like uh you know like Rudy or Rocky? Oh, yeah. You know, the, I, the, cl- the classics? Know, oh, I've watched all the classics. Yeah. Just not supposed to win, you know, just the underdog story, right? You know that's still happening these days, Brandon. Um there there's still boys out there, young men who are still winning the game. Um <laughs> But you know what they're doing? You know what they're doing to win? Huh. You, know, you know what they're doing to win? What would you, what would you guess? What would you think? Uh, not playing with other athletic players? Look, or, or, or competing against girls. Ah, of course. <laughs> of course. I should have guessed. The new cheat code. There is. There is. Uh, they should do a remake of Rocky. Where at the beginning of the movie, he's just getting his ass handed to him. You know, he's getting right. beat up by Spider Rico and all these guys, and he's got the brain damage. And, and Mickey goes to Mickey, go, Yo, Mickey, I won last night. You know, yeah, you, who do you fight? You fight Spider Rico. He's a bum. He's a freaking bum. Who you fight? Get in the ring with Spider Rico. He's a bum. Hey, yo, maybe you give me a little, maybe you train me a little bit. I do, you know. <laughs> and then they have Rocky come back out. As a girl. Yeah. He's just, he's running up the steps to the hospital to get his estrogen. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just pummeling the shit out of women. Just, just, oh, come on, come on. Cut me, Mick. Cut me, Mick. You know? Uh, my, Adrian, look at my tits. Adrian. <laughs> we're not, we're not far off. Don't give Daily no, Wire. Any, don't give Daily Wire any more ideas. They're gonna make more stupid no. movies. No, see, see, these are the sketch comedy <laughs> bits that I could have been making, but instead they gave all the production crew a normal world. Oh, see, that's how it works. Uh, but anyway, I'll keep my ideas to myself. <laughs> all right, there was a there was a male Irish dancer who failed to break into the top ten at the recent Irish Dancing World Championships. Well, apparently the young lad found another way to win. Uh, He couldn't get in the top 10, so he's under 14. He placed 11th. Not in the top 10. He placed 11th when competing against other males in the Irish Dancing Commission's uh, whatever deal. This happened in Dallas, uh, 2023 Southern Region, Oriactus. I don't know how you say that word. Under 14 Solo Championship. I mean, is there any realm of competition is there any category on which people compete that this bullshit has not invaded with the woke ideology so here's what he did uh he was from the ennis cared school of irish dance of raleigh north carolina he decided to dance as a girl (sighs) and he crushed him crushed him uh, he took first place in the girls category out of 100 dancers, and he qualified both for the Nationals and the World Championship. Uh, 729 total points. I don't, I don't know how you score Irish dancing. I'm sure there's those of you out there, you bunch of nerds who do know how. Um, and again, color me barbaric for not knowing. I do not know. Um, um, I'm just here to watch the girls get their heads bashed in, all right? 
Um, so the director of the Irish Dance Teachers Association said in a Facebook sta- statement, which, by the way, you can always tell they disable the comments, said, I am aware that there's a great deal of upset in the southern region about the CLRG and IDTANA policies that transgender Irish dancers enter competitions that align with the gender identity. Entering and competing in the CLRG World Championship competition, uh, blah, 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 blah. It's been done before. I'm asking for your tolerance. You're expected to respect all the dancers. Well, here's the problem, dipshit. You didn't respect the female dancers. So again, when you categorize people as all, well, then why don't you just do a free for all? Why do you have categories of male and female? See the logic? What's the point? Why have a male category? Why have a female category? If everybody, if it doesn't matter, if it's all just one homogenous mix of biological and anatomical goo, why don't you just let everybody else do their river dance across the stage with each other? Why do we have this category? And then you know what? Then there'll be no girls category because out of, you know, 100 dancers, all the girls will be in the bottom half. Period. I mean, you might have one girl that's kind of big boned you know, she might she might be a, you know, a standout performer and, you know, get 25th or something like that. But let's face it, when it comes to competition, when it comes to anything athletic, and yes, that includes Irish dance, when it comes to that, guess what? Men are always going to dominate. They're going to dominate, hands down. Well, Chad, you can't say that. Well, then why can you let the, a dude that identifies as a girl continue to compete against girls? Either, either either it's true or it isn't true. Show me show me a tranny that's consistently losing to other girls. You don't you're not going to be able to find that. And if they are, it's like Riley Gaines said, if the guy dresses up like a girl and still loses to a girl, he should have never participated in that sport to begin with. And that's Riley Gaines. That ain't me. She said that. So anyway, one of the mothers said, I never thought I was going to have to deal with this. My heart breaks for my daughter and the other girls that are having to deal with this. They're too young to have to deal with topics that are going on in society and uh, that are adult topics that they don't quite understand yet. It's unfair. It's really hard to explain to them what's going on, and they have to accept that that's what society's making them do. Yeah. Um, but again, make sure the director of that whole thing leaves his comments on Facebook turned off. We want you to respect everybody. You don't respect my opinion on it. You don't respect my comment enough to let me say anything about it. You, you don't respect my ability to debate you or discuss it with you or to push back on it. And you turn the comments off. So you don't respect me. Why the F should I respect you? So here we are. Here we are. Oh, you are. You're a transphobe. No, I'm intolerant. I've told you over and over again. I'm not afraid of any of it. I'm simply intolerant. When you continue, you live your life however the F you want to live your life, okay? You go do that. You want you want to jangle tinker bells off your little ball sack and just call yourself a female, you go knock yourself out. I don't give a rat's ass what you do. Paint the room pink, rainbow colors. You can fart glitter and, you know, pretend to ride a unicorn to church on Sunday morning when you're dancing around with your pride flags. I don't care what you do. But when you start competing against women and you're a biological male, I'm going to take issue. I'm intolerant of that. I am not going, I'm not understanding at all about that. 
when you're going to start beating up on girls, when you're going to take away their scholarships, take away their positions on the podium, take away their awards, their medals, and their trophies, you're going to take away their ribbons, their sense of accomplishment, take away their scholarships, you're going to take away all these things that women have fought hard to have some form of equality to have and to accomplish. You're going to take those things away. Guess what? I'm intolerant. And God forbid you walk into a locker room or a bathroom and pull your dick out and try to piss in front of one of them because it deserves to be chopped off and you need to be castigated and shunned from all of common decent society. So you call me whatever you want. I'm not okay with that. I'm reasonably intolerant of it. Transphobe. Uh, oh, and let's let's keep on being intolerant about some things. Um, you, you know, we talked about yesterday how Joe Biden's written over another two hundred million dollars to Ukraine. Well, on uh, Tuesday, uh, the Government Accountability Office found that the federal government gave abortion groups, including Planned Parenthood, nearly two billion dollars from 2019 to 2021. Well, that's exciting. Um, love to hear that. Uh, federal funding to abortion groups. Um, that's that's impressive right there, man. Uh, you kill babies, you get federal funds. So, uh, you know, federal law doesn't per- permit the use of taxpayer dollars to fund abortions. However, there is no law preventing taxpayer funds from being distributed to abortion providers. That's what the press release noted. The information sought in this inquiry is instrumental for policymakers and the public alike. It is our hope that this report will provide greater insight as Congress considers funding levels and provides increased transparency and openness for our constituencies and the general public. Are you okay with that? I mean, are we really truly okay with the federal government? Uh, giving, I mean, was Planned Parenthood not making enough money? But it's for women's, it's for women's health care, really. Let's do a little comparison. Let's see a little chart. As Kamala Harris says, let's do this with a little Venn diagram. I love me a Venn diagram. Let's see, based on the diagrams, the charts, the graphs, and the in the in the pie charts, let's see how much money and how much energy and effort and promotion and how much business is done for women's health care at a Planned Parenthood office versus offering abortions. Let's see. Um, contraception, you can get contraception elsewhere. You don't have to go to a place that murders babies in order to fund it. Uh, you you want to go in there and get your, peer, your, your, your pap smear or whatever it is you want to do. That's not where women are going to get their pap smear. It's not. It's where they're going to murder babies. So, ah, man, oh, man. Um, yeah, it's appalling that big abortion providers are continuing to receive billions of dollars in federal funding Federal taxpayer funding. That's Marsha Blackburn from uh, Tennessee. She said, you know, small businesses struggle to make ends meet during the pandemic and Planned Parenthood illegally siphoned over 90 million from the Paycheck Protection Program, specifically designed to help our mom and pop shops keep their doors open. Everybody talking about the PPP loans and stuff like that. And Planned Parenthood was cashing the F in, dude. Uh, Stuff like that absolutely pisses me off, dude. Uh, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Well, I guess you guys want to keep on paying taxes, huh? Mm. All right, guys, this holiday season, don't just treat yourself to a one-time gift. I want you to give yourself that gift that keeps on giving all year round with Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post. This ain't the jelly of the month club, folks. Every month, the Box of Awesome is filled with carefully chosen gear from the best small brands around the world. 
And um, this month, I got some pretty cool stuff. I got some. I changed my category over to uh, some, well, for lack of a better term, some outdoor survival gear. I got some pretty cool stuff that came in. And uh, you can change that category anytime you want. The way it works is you go over to uh, boxofawesome.com. You take a quiz to find out the things that you like. And it, it'll give you different categories of stuff that you can choose what's going to come in your box of awesome. You can even shop right there on the website. It's really cool. And so you're going to get a box full of stuff, which is valued around 70 bucks, but it's only a fraction of the price. And uh, you're going to be supporting small businesses and 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up and coming brand. So right now you can get 20% off your first monthly box. When you sign up at boxofawesome.com. enter code watch chat at checkout. Listen, if you're looking for something to give the man in your life or the guys in your life, whatever, your sons, your nephews, whatever, get them Box of Awesome for the holidays. It'll keep coming every single month. It's really cool. So use code WATCHCHAD. Get 20% off your first box at boxofawesome.com. We'll be right back. All right, let's, uh, you know, Brandon, one of the things that gets on my nerves is um, th- these are first world problems. I shouldn't even bring this up, but like, I hate <laughs> to talk on the phone. Right. I hate to talk on the phone, dude. And so when, when somebody, when I click like on somebody's Facebook post or something like that, uh-huh. they immediately think, oh, he must be free. I'm going to call him. I- I'm just going <laughs> to get him on the phone. I, does that ever happen to you? I mean, do people do that? No, not really. If, is- if I ever get called from something I do on Twitter, <laughs> I usually assume I've said something horrendous or i've gotten myself in trouble <laughs> and you're you're uh you're 32 you're in your early 30s yep. um which is you know i don't know i don't know did you ever have a house that had a landline in it or have you always been cell phones no 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 i had a landline growing up yeah well you were in you were in that part of the world yeah, I, guess I, so, I had yeah. landline i had dial-up internet i dealt with all that shit <laughs> <laughs> so um I can remember in, you know, back when I would do some day trading and stuff like that back in the late nineties and having to, to log on to whatever AOL yeah. and, you know, the log on thing uh-huh. and trying to get there before the bell rung so you could get in there to make your trades and stuff like that. Oh, it was such a pain. But I remember like talking on the phone and like I could hear myself talking back to myself. Uh-huh. You know, you can hear yourself in the, in the phone. And so like talking on a cell phone, you don't, you, you get nothing, no resonation back with yourself. So it's like talking into the, to the dead against the wall, you know, yeah. and so just dead space. So that's always bugged me. Like it just, it's just annoying to me to talk <laughs> on the phone, but people want to call you dude. And it drives me crazy that, that anytime I'm on social media, cause social media is in many ways, my job. If I click like on something, I try to be react. I try to comment and stuff like, it's like, bro, that is, this is not your invitation to suddenly call me. It's not. And so last week it was funny because, and I, I hate coming across as rude. I don't mean it as being rude. This is one of the reasons that annoys me because it kind of forces you to be, come across as rude. Everybody was sending me birthday messages and I, I can't do anything but say thank you for everybody Saturday and Sunday that were sending me, you know, happy birthday messages. And I try to respond to all of them, whether it's a Facebook message and I get a bunch, dude, and, and, and like, I'm not complaining, but you know, if you respond back now, they want to talk to you now. Oh, you know, they said, happy birthday. You said, thank you. And now it's like, so how are things going? How's everything in your life right now? (laughs) And I'm like, uh, I'm trying to respond. And it's like, oh, inside of me, I'm like, I don't want to be rude, but like, I got 10,000 people who are doing the same thing as you are. And it was like, so if you sent me a message, 
thank you for doing that. If I didn't get back to you, I apologize. It was something I probably missed because I really do try to respond to everybody. And and now I'll have people sending me text messages going, you didn't respond to me. What's the deal with that? Why didn't you respond to me? So mm, I don't know. Technology, you know, the problem with technology is we're always available to the world. And what I'm trying to tell myself for this year, as we move into this next year, because God knows, man, there's only so many days on the calendar, only so many hours in the day. There's only so much you can do, so much interaction. And there's things you got to say no to. And, and one of those things is how much time we're spending in front of a screen. And I know, I listen, I, again, I, I make a living by, thankfully, people listening to their devices so that they can tune into this show or looking at their screen so they can see you know, some post I made or some video or some advertisement about where I'm going to be across the country. So like I, I it's kind of hard. It's a weird balance for me to encourage you to stay off your screens. But hey, check in with me every now and then and see what's going on. So it's a hard balance, man. It really is. And it is for me because I'm the world's worst about waking up at three o'clock in the morning. And, and I don't have a, an alarm clock next to my bed. So you know what I do. I immediately roll over look at the phone to see what time it is. And then that devil's got me hooked, man. It just draws me right in. And now I'm awake until six in the morning. And then it's time. All right, fine. It's time to get out of bed. And you've gotten no sleep. That's where these, that's where these bags under my eyes come from. Just, I don't believe in sleeping anymore. I believe in it. I just don't do it. So be careful as you head into this holiday season. I hate using that phrase, but as you head into, you know, the end of December, you're going to have time around family, people you haven't seen in a long time, an opportunity to interact face-to-face. -face. It's amazing to me, and, and God knows I'm guilty, how we're with people. We can be with people, sitting at a table with people or at an event with people, and we're texting other people and then that we're not even with. And then if we're ever with those other people that we were texting, we spend our time texting the people that we had been at the table with you know, the day before. We're weird creatures, man. It's so it's no wonder that we are so easily manipulated because of our little mental and psychological addictions that we have towards uh, self-appeasement, self-aggrandizement, uh, the just the attention that we need. And, and oh, it's just weird. We're never really honest with ourselves about our own little shortcomings and how these devices just control our life. So be careful and uh, love the folks that you that you need to love on while you're with them. So you don't need to hear that from me. You, you've heard it in plenty of different places. But just uh, I hope that everybody can use this end of the year. I, you know, I always say you should use the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month, the end of the year to do a reset because at the end of your life, you're going to do a reset. So So you might as well practice putting certain things behind you uh, because one of these days you're going to come to that last day of your life, that last moment of your life, and you have no choice but to put everything behind you. The things that you didn't say, they will be left unsaid. Uh, the, the, the I love you's, the forgiveness, the I'm sorry's, all of the rights that needed to be or wrongs that needed to be made right, all of those things, you have no choice but to put those behind you. So what I encourage people to do is practice leaving things behind. And the best way to do that is try to leave as little behind as possible. So, you know, when it comes to giving, whether it's charitable giving or giving to, to your kids or needs or whatever that's out there, working with veterans, whatever it is you're doing, 
Um, you know, other people are going to choose one day to do what you, with your stuff. So if you're giving while you're living, you're choosing where it's going. That's something that I've always said. If you're living while you, if you're giving while you're living, you're choosing where it's going. Uh, because one of these days, somebody's going to make that choice for you. So make the choice now so that you don't have regrets when it's time to close out the day or close out the week or close out the month or close out the year or ultimately close out your life. So, Ah, be careful with those things, man. Time is one of those deals that just, you just don't get it back. You just don't get it back. So, ah, anyway, all right, guys, what do we got here? Uh, we've, uh, you know, we've been with Pure Health now. They've been with us for a year. Great partners to have on the show. We're thankful for them. They're a great sponsor. And um, they have done a great job of reminding us that we need to make our number one priority our health. Because without your health, you can't do anything. You can't close out the day and start another one without your health. Uh, you, you can't spend time with your family and friends these days. You can't. You can't even save our nation if you don't have your health. So, And you don't want to be dependent on big government or big pharma or big medicine to take care of you, do you? So take care of yourself. One of the biggest things you need to take care of is your liver. Your liver performs over 500 key functions in your body every single day. And if, if, if your liver goes south, trust me, your health is going to go south real quick. So guys, take care of your liver. One in three Americans are already dealing with a sluggish, fatty liver. It makes you overweight. It makes you feel tired. It makes you look rough. It just affects so many different things. You need to try liver health formula, 11 botanicals that will help you. Every support, it will help support every aspect of what your liver does and its health. So, uh, to celebrate our anniversary partnership with uh, with with them, listen, we're going to give you three options to choose from when you go to uh, getliverhelp.com/blaze. You can choose uh, between the three most popular products of our Blaze listeners. This is what the year has proven. You can get the fast enzymes, you can get the gut antioxidants or blood sugar formula. They'll throw one of those in for free. Your choice when you buy uh, the uh, liver liver health formula. So go get liverhelp.com slash blaze. Choose your free gift. Again, get liverhelp.com slash blaze. We'll be right back. You know, as we as we wind down the shows for the end of the year, I always try to think of, okay, what, what do I want to leave you guys with? I mean, we got the show on Monday and stuff like that, but I can assure you we won't be pulling up news stories and talking about any of that on Monday. We're just going to have some fun, little family fun with you guys, the the fact pack, the fans of the show, and then, and then some studio guests that are going to be in there. It's going to be a fun time making a huge announcement. And um, so I try to think about, like, what news do I leave you with? Because I try to point out the insanity. You know, when people watch this show, and when the show's coming on, it says comedy, craziness, common sense. The craziness is sometimes me, but sometimes it's just the world around us. And we try to apply some common sense to it so we can look at it and just say, hey, you know, none of this stuff makes any sense. And it doesn't. So, um, you know, one of the craziest, one of the craziest, most contradictory scenarios that's happening in our country right now is this idea of how we can live in a welfare state where everybody is governmentally dependent, we can have an open border where everybody is welcome, and then you have these so-called sanctuary cities. And everybody is a is is respected, everybody is loved, everybody is human, everybody is legal, everybody gets all the rights, whatever, you know, whatever pablum they can make up in their so-called utopia, you know, all humans are legal. Well, until they're breaking the law, which, again, coming across our border and trying to sneak into the country, that's not legal, uh, contrary to what 
city policies try to tell you, smashing and grabbing stuff out of the, the out of the pharmacy or the Walmart or the Target or the liquor store or wherever, grocery store, you name it. That's not legal either. Um, you can't go into the jewelry store, the Apple store, and just start snatching stuff and leaving with it and then not expect any consequences. Unfortunately, we've taught people there's not going to be any consequences. And so guess what? It's become an epidemic in our country. So has the open borders. And there's millions of people who have now crossed into our border. They're here illegally. It doesn't matter. Listen, we can love them as human beings. We can empathize with their plight. We've tried to point out over and over again how many people are coming across our border with nefarious intentions. Um, you see the videos of military age males, no women, no children, and they're coming across. They got their hands in the air and they're shouting America and they're going to these cities. They've already picked out which city they're going to go to. And it's completely random as to why we don't know why they're picking those cities. Um, you know, and you take New York, for example, Eric Adams consistently pushed for it being a sanctuary city. And now he's got all the migrants there, the illegal aliens. They're all there, and he doesn't know what to do with them. This is what he had to say the other day in regards to this. Play clip number 10. Uh, it is painful for the city, and I think that you see it being reflected in the polls. It is because our federal government actions have taken a toll on the people of this city. Uh, we're going to continue to do our job um, in this administration uh, but it's, these are extremely challenging times. And as I left uh, Washington, D.C., I did not leave with optimism. I left with the cold reality uh, that uh, help is not on the way in the immediate uh, future. It is going to be at this moment, it's going to be up to New Yorkers and this administration to continue to navigate this, this challenge that we're facing. Now, if you ever get an opportunity to go back and watch that clip, and I know you don't want to, but go back and look at some of the faces of the people behind them and some of the reactions, like the very uncomfortable white girl back there who doesn't know whether to smile or cry. Uh, it's interesting to hear these guys spout off their rhetoric that just makes absolutely no sense. You asked for this, Eric. You asked for this. Now you're going to Washington, D.C., begging for help, and you leave, as you say, without any optimism, and it's up to New Yorkers to take care of this. So I'm curious to know, what are you going to do? Because like any typical politician, you spouted off a policy with absolutely no idea what the repercussions were going to be, and now that they're happening, when the consequences are in your face, you don't have any damn solutions. So you basically set the bridge on fire without an escape plan. You have no idea what you're going to do, but I will say this again. I hope you get a million more. If they're in this country, if we don't round them up and deport them, because imagine me saying that. Imagine me saying that help is not on the way. Uh, I mean, I live 30 minutes from Colony Ridge where there's a ton of illegals living right there in a massive encampment, a colonia right down the road. I can take you over there in 30, 40 minutes, depending on traffic. And what if I said, oh, nobody's going to come to help us. We got to take care of this ourselves. People would immediately be accusing me of some kind of threat of violence. They would be saying that I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I would be accused of vigilantism. I'd be accused of racism. They're here and I don't know what to do about them. Uh, they would absolutely call me some kind of white nationalist if I used the same rhetoric that Eric Adams is using regarding these illegals that are now in New York City. So you see the double standard. You see the problem that we have with this. Um, and it's only going to get worse. As long as the Biden administration is in place, it's only going to get worse. So here's here's something uh, 
and guys, we're going to go over to uh, to uh, number seven. But here is liberal logic. Here is the way the Democrats choose to look at. I mean, look, I went to the grocery store uh, the other morning, $225 for five bags of nothing. I mean, just some, you know, eggs and bread and sandwich meat, stuff like that. Play clip real quick. Play uh, uh, play clip number seven was is I'll take Joe Biden at 100 over any of these guys at whatever age they're yeah. at because he's delivering. Okay. All right. That, that's, that's, that's what I want you to hear. Now, which is it? Because the mayor of New York said he's not delivering. He said he left Washington, D.C. with literally uh, no optimism. So what is it? Is he delivering or is he not delivering? Because I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what we're up against here. Can't afford groceries, can't afford gas, can't afford your automobile, can't afford your home, getting rid of your stove, getting rid of your washer, your dryer, your your water heater. And by the way, we're going to kick grandma out of the nursing home. You remember we were protecting her by not letting anybody get close to her during COVID. But now we're going to kick her out of the nursing home so the migrants can move in. That's right. All right, guys, for 10 years now, we've been uh, partnering with Relief Factor and we love it because it works. It works for me. It's an anti-inflammatory um, a supplement that just absolutely is tremendous. It's not a drug, but it's developed by doctors. Got a remarkable ability to reduce pain and inflammation for a lot of different types of chronic ailments. It works for me. All natural alternative to pain medications, which I don't like taking. Let me tell you something. You want to help your liver? Oh, you're taking all these drugs that are just absolutely harmful to it. Relief factor is different because inflammation is not only the chief cause of pain, but it's a factor in a lot of different diseases. And relief factor will help keep those inflammation markers in check. So hundreds of thousands of people order relief factor every month. Most of them continue to reorder it because it works for them. And I believe it'll work for you. There's only one way to find out, and that's to try it. And you can try it with the trial pack. Uh, it's a three-week quick start, 1995, to see if it's going to work for you to reduce your pain. So check it out. Head over to relieffactor.com, or you can call them on the phone, 800-4-RELIEF, 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Be right back. Uh, Brandon, George, hi, uh, guys, it's been... Been fun. It's been a good year, man. Been a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, dude. We've yeah. talked about a lot of different things this year, and uh, the world is abjectly and completely crazy. <laughs> Brandon, I got to tell you, you've done one hell of a job of bringing me the articles and the stuff that you knew would uh, piss me off and get me fired up. <laughs> I like to think I got pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah. You you got to know me really well, and I appreciate that. It's been a it's been a good year. Um, I like to yell about things. It's good therapy for me. Uh, George has made sure that when I'm in studio, I'm looking pretty and I sound good. And uh, so you know, kudos to you, George. It ain't an easy gig to have to you know put up with all this nonsense. And so you know, we've uh, we've had fun, dude. It's 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 fun to to be able to work with the Blaze and to be in that studio and. And uh, you never know who you're going to run into when you're walking the halls of that place on any given day. And the folks that work at the Blaze are just absolutely incredible. So I'm just appreciative of everybody. And uh, looking forward to 2024 and all the stuff we're going to be doing together again. And uh, you be, you're going to have some fun no matter what. I promise you, I tell everybody everywhere I go, if I'm not having fun doing it, I'm just not going to do it. So I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend and uh, you're getting ready for the Christmas season and great holiday and all that stuff. 
And uh, trust me when I tell you, folks, I love you very much. Huge announcement. Big things coming. Uh, I want to talk to you about that on Monday. So get everybody on there and let's uh, let's visit together. We'll see you on Monday. And uh, we love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you then. Bye.